Thank you. Uh, thank you, Eric, for your awesome press leading. Uh, I first met him, I don't know, 25 years ago? I don't know, I, don't, I forget, around there. And then uh, I haven't seen him for a long time, maybe more than 10 years, and I saw him, and then he looks the same. Yeah, forever young. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, as you know, as uh, some of you know, or many of you know, that uh, our family uh, was a missionary to uh, Philippines. And uh, one thing that, that uh, uh, I did in particular before uh, we went out to the mission field is I want to know more about Philippines before I went out. I never been to Philippines before I went out to long-term mission. I only heard about Philippines. I didn't know anyone uh, that lived in the Philippines personally. And before that time, I did not have any Filipino friends. So Philippines is a foreign country to me uh, uh, by experience or, 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 or for the information. So at that time, I, our family was going to spend many years, maybe until, until I retire. Yet it turned out to be only seven years. But I, want, I wanted to know more about Philippines. So I did a lot of research. I went to the Google and type Philippines, and I want, I want to know the culture, the people, the language, the food. You know, before that, I never tried Filipino food. You know, I don't know why. The Filipino food is not as popular, like, like Vietnamese food or Korean food or Chinese food. You know, we don't, we, you, I, I, I don't find myself, hey, let's go grab some Filipino food, right? So I try, I, I try to look up Filipino restaurants and go there and eat. Uh, I didn't like it in the beginning. Uh, you know, Jollibee is a Filipino fast food chain, right? Uh, Goldilocks is a Filipino you know, uh, a bakery. And that's all that I knew about Philippines. But I, I researched a lot. And uh, uh, we had, a, we had a, a teammates there, and they said, oh, we, got a, uh, we rented a uh, nice house for you, for you to live. This was like three months or four months before we actually went there. So, oh, really? Okay, so give me the address. So I want to know what kind of house this is, right? So I Google mapped it, and then you know, I zoomed in to that house, and then all I see is this uh, pink uh, rooftop. I cannot you know, see inside. Uh, so I was like, oh, man, this is kind of frustrating. So I see a lot of YouTubes of how Filipino streets would look like. Filipino schools, because my kids will attend schools there. So all this research went to know what country the Philippines is about. Why? Because I will be there for many years as a missionary family, right? And even for us, when we go to some place, even when we're going to go to a vacation for a couple of weeks, we research it, right? Oh, you know. Uh, let's go to Hawaii, for example, for the summer vacation. So we search Hawaii, which island should we go, like Oahu or Maui, or that's all I know. Right? Yeah, and then uh, which hotel or which beach, any, any nice place to eat. You will research the you know, internet because you'll be there for a couple of weeks spending your valuable time. Right? That's natural. It's only natural. But you know what? You know where we will be spending for our eternity is heaven. When Jesus comes, or when we die eventually, and we go to heaven, there we will spend 
eternal tedium. So for, for us Christians, it is only natural for us to research about heaven, right? I mean, what do we know about heaven? Do we actually look forward to heaven and then research and try to get to know about this place? I think as Christians, we should spend some time researching or finding out what this heaven is all about. And Revelation, book of Revelation, tells some things about heaven. And today's scripture verse comes from Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. It only shows a portion of what heaven looks like, but I think this verse shows the most important thing about heaven. Let me read it for us. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their, feet, on their faces before the throne and worshipped God. So this is what Apostle John saw in vision a glimpse of heaven. So what is in heaven? A lot of times when, 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 when we see uh, and think about heaven, we see this, we could imagine this beautiful place. This beautiful place, the, uh, one of the Tom, Chris Tomlin songs says, the streets are made out of gold. Houses are made out of precious gems. Diamonds are all over the place. The seas are like crystal, no dirt. It's perfectly clean. And no pain, no sorrows. So when we imagine heaven, the first thing that comes to our mind is this beautiful place that contains this, all these beautiful things. Okay? All these beautiful things. But is that what heaven's all about? all these beautiful things, the gems, the crystals, the diamonds, rubies, the streets, gold. Yes, that's true. Heaven will be beautiful and with this, all these beautiful things. But what makes heaven beautiful ultimately is the people who are in there. And that's what verse 9, chapter 7, verse 9 through 11 says. After these things, I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and people and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. All these great people. So when I think of heaven, first of all, I think there's... Uh, Four, four kinds of people in heaven. 
for other people. First, there will be a great people of the Bible in heaven. I'm sure there will be a great people of the Bible in heaven. Noah, Moses, Abraham, Joshua, David, Paul, all these great people of the Bible that we only read about in the Bible, we will actually be meeting them in heaven. Is this exciting? Man, when I see Noah, oh, Noah, oh, you're Noah, right? Wow, how was the great flood? Can you draw to me the, 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 the ark? I, never, I, I imagine how the ark would look like. Did you really get all the animals inside the ark? When it rained, how, how, how did it look? How, so I would ask all these questions, right? Moses, wow, Moses. Can I show staff? Is this really the staff? This is the one that you hit the ground and then parted the Red Sea. You know, we only see this in the movies, right? Have you seen the movie? You know, Moses walks and then there's wall of water on the both sides and then, and then the fish are trying to come, come out, whoops, and then you just go back in, right? Wow, is, is that how it really was? Can you, can you try to tell me? Abraham, wow, the father of faith, Abraham. How would you feel when you were about to sacrifice Isaac? Joshua, the great warrior who conquered the promised land. Joshua, tell me about the war of Jericho. You guys heard about the war of Jericho, right? In VVS, you blow the tram trumpet and then wall came crumbling down. Did it really happen? How, the, how, how did it feel? I mean, what, can, you, can you blow the trumpet again and, and, and I want to hear the actual sound of the trump, trumpet, right? And King David, oh David, I thought you'll you'll be big, but well, you're you're not you're not that big, right? Were you sure? How how did did you any, have any fear when you went against the nine feet tall Goliath? Can you imagine a person nine feet tall, right? Ooh, uh, I don't know if you guys know. During my days, Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's the uh, Tall center, right? Right. Today, I, I, I don't even know who, who, who's the center at the Lakers, right? But tall, even the tallest basketball player were like seven feet, seven feet two. But this guy is nine feet, right? Man, how, how would you feel? Were, were you scared when you're facing this giant named Goliath one on one? Paul, Paul, oh, my mentor, I really respect you, Paul. But the Bible says there are some elements in your, in, in, in your body that, that you pray and God did not answer, right? And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. What was it? What was it? Right? So I want to ask all these questions and I want to hear their testimony and I want to pick their brain. So f the first group of people when I, when I go to heaven that I will see is the great people of the Bible, right? And they'll be so exciting. And this is why, this is what makes heaven a great place to be. The second group of people who will be in heaven is great Christians of the past. Great Christians of the past. 
not only the people who are in the Bible, but after the Bible was all written, after the revelation, there are great Christians that lived on this earth, like Martin Luther, who began the Protestant Reformation. The Reformation Day is October 31st, right? It just passed. But we, all, we, we uh, were more familiar with October 31st at, as a Halloween. But actually, October 31st is a Reformation Day. And I would talk to, talk to Martin Luther. Hey, when you hang those 95, 95 things that were wrong about the Catholic Church, you're risking your life. How did you feel? What was the process of leading the Protestant Reformation? In St. Patrick, he's a great, uh, great uh, missionary who evangelized the whole island, whole island of Ireland, okay? An island nation right next to Great Britain, okay? And you know, when you, when you study about St. Patrick, he went there, he was captured and went there as a slave. The pirates from Ireland came to Great Britain, he was British, and he took him to Ireland and as a slave, and sold him to slave, and he was there for six years as a slave. And finally he escaped and went to France and became a priest and became a missionary, and God called him back to Ireland where he was once a slave. And throughout his lifetime, he Christianized the entire nation. When he was there as a slave, there were no Christians in the nation. But by the time he, he died, the whole, the whole nation was Christian. And, and it's, it's one of the rare uh, uh, instances where, where, a, where a single person evangelized the whole nation. And I would ask him, how was the whole process? You know, I was a missionary myself. And I would, that, would, that would be a really, really awesome thing to do, right? Evangelize an entire people, group of people. And there's a lot of legend about St. Patrick. He, he stepped on, uh, uh, on the, on the uh, uh, snake with, with his staff, and then the snake, all the snake in the island disappeared. I don't know. That's why there's no snakes in the island. Is that really true? Is that, is that a legend? I want to ask him. William Carey the great missionary to India, right? Hudson Taylor, the one who, one who founded China Inland Mission. And all those people, the, the great nation of China, all the missionaries were on the coast. They were afraid to go inland. And he's the first one to go to inland and evangelize to, to, to the people in the uh, inland of China. I want to talk to him. I want to get his insight. Billy Graham, who passed away a few years ago. Like all these people, the great people after the biblical time to present, who made great impact in Christian history. I want to talk to him. I want to see him. So all these people, all these people makes heaven such a great place. Such a great place. Third group of people. 
people whom that we love that went ahead to heaven first are in heaven. Remember one time, uh, a long time ago, uh, uh, the church that, that I was serving, one of the pastors, one of the fellow pastors, uh, he was kind of older uh, than me, and his daughters, he had three daughters. The, the oldest daughter uh, became sick suddenly. The doctor found out that she had a, she had a brain aneurysm, and uh, she passed away really, really quickly. She was a healthy young lady, 16 years old. Few few weeks later, she passed away, and the family was devastated. The pastor Pastor Lee, I still remember, he was devastated, and I I, I didn't know how to comfort him. I remember talking to him, Pastor Lee, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. And you know what he said? Ruben, you know what? The heaven just became more real to me. The heaven became more real to me. And heaven became more closer to me. Because my beloved daughter is in heaven. So now I have a longing for heaven. Now I have a hope for heaven. Because my beloved daughter is in heaven. And I will meet her someday in heaven. And when I think about that, that's so true. Isn't it? That's so true someone that you love is in that place. My mom, whom I really love, uh, passed away this past January. She was suffering from cancer uh, for about a year and a half, and, and she passed away this January, past January. And I still remember uh, she, was at, she was at home, uh, uh, getting hospice care at home, and uh, 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 last couple of days, she was in coma, and, and, and we're all there uh, with my mom. And uh, uh, I was right by the side when she, she passed away. And I cannot, I cannot forget, uh, you know, she was in great pain before she passed away. But, but right after she passed away, her face was smiling. Her face was smiling. And I cannot, I cannot, it's hard, hard to imagine, hard to fathom. I would never expect that. But he, her face was smiling after she fat, passed away. And at that time, at that time, I knew, I knew that she was in heaven. And at the time, as I think about that and reflect upon that, I, I could feel and I could sense what Pastor Lee was talking about a long time ago. Heaven just became a real place for me. Heaven just became much more close place for me. You know why? Because my mom's there. 
My mom's here. My mom's body rests in Rose Hills. But her body is there. But she is actually in heaven. And that's why I, 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 I long for heaven. I, and, and I have a heart for heaven. You know, I talked to you about the Philippines, right? After I went there as a missionary, lived there for seven years, made a lot of friends. Last time I, I was here, I, I, I think I showed you the picture of the uh, Filipino friends that, I, that, I, that our family made, right? And after I came back, Philippines became a special place for us because of the, all those people whom we made friends over seven years. So all this country in the map, there are, I don't know, there are 140 or 50 countries in the map, Philippines stands out. It's a special place because I have my friends there. Korea stands out because I was born there. I, li I, was, uh, I lived there for 12 years and I have my relatives there. So Korea stands out in the map. But all the other countries just name in, in the map, like Indonesia, Singapore, or, or I don't know, Kenya. They're just names. But what if, what if your son or your brother or your parents are living in Indonesia? Wouldn't that place become a special place for you? When you look at the world map, wouldn't that place Indonesia would kind of stand out for you? Because you have, you, you have a loved one there who's now living there. And you would want to know more about Indonesia. And someday, you, would, wouldn't you want to visit there? You wouldn't go, you wouldn't go there, a, a remote village in Indonesia, if you want a vacation there. Right? But, but if you have your son, your daughter, or your brother, or your sister, or your mom, or your dad living there. You want to visit that place, right? Not because of the country, because, but because of the people or person who's living there. So what makes a place special is not the place in itself. It's not the things that the place has. Oh, Indonesia has a lot of great trees. Oh, they have, they have beautiful rocks. A lot of oil comes out from the country. There's a great gold mine. Who cares, right? But if someone that you know, someone that you respect, someone that you love is in that country, that place will stand out to you and became a special place for you. I know. Pastor Lai, I, I, I never met him. I heard about him. You know, Pastor Lai passed away. And we all know that he is in heaven. And because of that, I believe the congregation, the preach chapel, the heaven becomes a more real place. A place that's much more closer that you look forward to because the beloved pastor is in heaven. True? Heaven is a special place. 
because the great people of the Bible are there. Heaven is a special place because all those famous Christians, they made such a great impact in the history, are there. And heaven is a special place because many of our beloved person that we know personally, that we love, is in heaven. But you know what? You know what's the one person that makes heaven really, really a special place? You know who's there? Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's in heaven. I'm going to read Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 for you again. After these things I look and behold a great multitude which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and people and tongue standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Before the Lamb. Verse 10. And they cried out. Who's they? All the people. All the people that I talked to you about. The people from the Bible. People from the, from the history. The people that we love. My mom. Pastor Ed. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Heaven is a special place because our Lord, Jesus Christ, is in heaven. We know Jesus is an omnipresent God. But Jesus is in my heart. He's everywhere. Yeah, that's true. But his physical presence, because he had a physical body, and he was resurrected with the physical body, but his physical presence, he is in heaven. And when we go to heaven, we will see him physically. When, uh, when I got married, uh, how long ago was it? 19 years, I think, oh, 18, 18. 18 years ago. Don't tell my wife that I kind of struggle with this, right? 18, 18, yeah. I made a special plan for our honeymoon. Uh, at that time, at that time, the trend was people would go to Hawaii. Right? I don't know why. I don't know why Hawaii. Philippines is a much nicer place. Cheaper, right? But people went to Hawaii. But I said, oh, I don't want to go to Hawaii. Everybody, everyone goes there. So I, I made a plan to go to the opposite of Hawaii. You know what the opposite of Hawaii is? Alaska. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Alaska, right? Hawaii is, is a hot place, right? So when we go to Hawaii, oh, it's so hot, you get away from me, right? But Alaska is a kind of cold place. Oh, give me a hug, right? Yeah. So that's part of the reason. So, 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 we, we, so this, is, this was itinerary. We flew to Anchorage, Alaska. And from Anchorage to uh, Vancouver, we rode a cruise, Alaska cruise, right? And from, from Vancouver to Seattle, we, rode a, we rented a car and, and, and we drove. From Seattle to LA, we took a train down the, down the coast, right? So, so I, I, I made all this plan, right? So, but, but at the end, it kind of backfired because, you know, when you, uh, I don't know if you ever took a train uh, uh, from LA to uh, San Francisco, San Francisco down to LA, uh, the, by, the, by the coast of Santa Barbara, it's such a nice place, and then, and then uh, the, uh, uh, the train goes right by the coast, so they, they scheduled it so the train would go, go past Santa Barbara 
right by the course on sunset, and you would have a, a dinner in, in, the, in the dining car, right? So that was part of the schedule. So I was looking forward to this, but somewhere along on, up in the north, there was a fire in the tunnel, right? So train stopped for like 15 hours. So we're in the train for 15 hours. By the time we came down that nice area by Santa Barbara, it was midnight. So it's dark, right? You cannot see anything. But my wife and I remember that trip as such a memorable trip because we were together, right? We were together. It was honeymoon, right? And come to think of it, we could be we could have been anywhere. We could have been in Hawaii, we could be in Nebraska or I don't know, wherever we would be a such a nice place. Imagine me going to that trip by myself without my wife. That wouldn't be a nice trip, right? Even though you have a beautiful cruise, nice scenic railroad, nice place to, to sightseeing, but you don't have a person that you love. What kind of trip is that, right? It's nothing. Likewise, likewise, heaven, heaven is a heaven because the people who's there, especially, especially because of Jesus Christ. When we go to heaven, we'll see Jesus Christ face to face, and, and I want to talk to him. I want to embrace him. When we do our communion, we do communion in remembrance of him, in remembrance of Jesus Christ. Because we only hear about him. We've never seen Jesus Christ physically. But he says, do this in remembrance of me until I come, until we meet face to face. So until he comes or until I go. So when we looked at him, we don't need to remember him because he will be right there, face to face. You know, when this revelation was written late uh, first century, this was revealed to Apostle John. The church was in a great turmoil. A lot of persecutions are coming to church. The Roman government, all the other people persecuting church greatly, and Christians are persecuted. They're dying, and they have no hope. And Jesus revealed these things about heaven to Apostle John, to be sent out to the churches in Asia Minor, so that they would have a hope of heaven. So when they hear this hope of heaven written down in the book of Revelation. The purpose is that they will have a hope in this midst of persecution. So for us, the book of Revelation in the heaven should be hope 
as we walk through crisis in our life, as we face difficulty in our life, as we see the darkness, as we walk through what seems the endless tunnel in our life, the book of Revelation in the heaven should be our hope. The author of Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Remember, look at, remember what, how the author puts it. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, you're walking through. It will end soon. When our life is faced with turmoil, when our, li when our life is faced with darkness, we're going through depression, going through crisis, or whatever it may be, it will come to an end because we're walking through it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see how the author puts it? Not the valley of death, but valley of shadow of death. What is a shadow? Shadow do not have any real power. Shadow is not a real thing. Now, a lot of times, uh, 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 when, except when the sun is right above us, the shadow looks bigger than the real thing. So shadow has no power over you. It may scare you. You might be scared and you, and you say, oh, that, that, that looks really scary. But shadow cannot hurt you. And the fact that the shadow, what makes a shadow? There's a light behind it. The fact that there's a shadow, you know there's a light behind it. And the light of the world is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is right behind the shadow. So as we, as we, as we walk through this valley of shadow of death, what we think is, oh, I will never come out of this. Oh, this is such a bad thing that's happening to me. We all face this. Maybe it's facing you right now. Maybe it will face you in the future. But when it comes, it cannot overpower you. And the hope that we have in those times, the hope of heaven should sustain us. The hope of Jesus Christ, who is there to sustain us. Because he is there, because he overcame the power of darkness and resurrected. And now he's physically present in heaven. And this is what heaven is all about. And this is what the hope of heaven is all about. Heaven is not a place remotely away, far away. Heaven is not a place that, that contains a lot of other things. But heaven is a place where we have our beloved people of the Bible, great Christians, the people
people whom we love, whom we care about, and they care about us. And most of all, heaven is a place where Jesus is. And God gave us the hope of heaven through the book of Revelation so that church would be able to go through the darkness that it faces while we're on the earth. So church, as we live our life as, as a Christian on this earth, like we'll all eventually go to heaven, right? Until then, let's all have a hope of heaven and, 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 and live a winning life and not scared of the shadow that tries to scare us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your hope of heaven through your son, Jesus Christ. As we meditate upon the book of Revelation and why you gave us this awesome book through Apostle John, we see that this is what hope is all about. The hope that we have in you and hope of heaven. And help us to long for it and help us to look up to it and help us to uh, go through the valley of shadow of death because our hope in you and hope in heaven. We thank you and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.